0: All right, so recording again. I, I just I just realized I can I can cut it cut it off and restart. Again. <laughs> hey everybody, and welcome to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast. This is John Masato here with Mr. Devin Nakoma. What's up? And Kyle Shima Bukuro. How's it? Our guest today coming on the pod. I'm gonna watch his name while I say it because I screwed it up the first time. Joseph Morales, who's a star TV. And Broadway. he is uh, currently supposed to be Alexander Hamilton in the Chicago version of Hamilton.
1: Well, but, actually, uh, the tour, the touring uh, group. Oh, the touring. Families.
0: Okay, so so they're yeah. going, they're going all over the place. Okay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but um, I, I can imagine, and we'll ask him when he comes on um, that that production right now is not not happening. They're probably just kind of kind of counting counting. I don't know what sand even Jeez, what are they doing They're just watching Netflix like us
1: oh well, you can count sand I guess if you wanted to if yeah. you go if you go to the beach which you're not well actually you can go to the beach in Florida apparently now
0: <laughs> so. oh, that's right that's right yeah it's Justin weird being
1: responsible he is not doing that but yeah
0: yeah everybody you know it's weird because yeah certain states are opening up different things at different times we have in Hawaii at least you can go to the park you could exercise at the park but you can't hang at the park so you can no. you can't have a picnic but you yeah. can you can run through the park
2: <laughs> yeah which what happens sense. if you're yogaing like if you lay a logum your yoga mat there and you're exercising what mm. kind of like is that count
1: i think you gotta if you're you gotta actively be doing stuff
2: what if you're meditating on your yoga mat that's not gonna count I that sounds like part a of the thing. Is that case.
1: is that Kyle again? Because we were
2: having, having that issue with him last right time. It's on
0: well, silent now. Well, the one thing that I can say is that, so you know, the first um, the first couple of weeks, I was, I didn't know what to do. I just kind of um, spent time with the kids, played a lot of video games, didn't put any restrictions on myself, and so I was like, not only was I not doing work, but I was eating. Tons of junk food and just veg, like complete veg out, like not, not even thinking about work or or music or podcasts or anything. So this week I thought, okay, I have to start being productive. And, uh, so Monday, Tuesday went on a no soda diet, uh, started getting up at the regular work times and, you know, trying to do things. And man, you talk about this, like, um, uh, Momentum, you know, personal momentum. Real easy. I fell into this trap of junk food and waking up late and not doing things. It's so easy to get caught in that. But once you set your mind to it and you start setting setting a schedule together and putting it and implementing it, I have to say that uh, I I don't miss the soda too much. I mean, I still could go for one right now, but I've just been drinking water for the past couple of days. But I gave myself Wednesday as my, my cheat day where I could drink soda and I drank like maybe a half a can the whole day. Like I wasn't, I wasn't craving it by then because Monday and Tuesday I'd kind of gone cold turkey and just been drinking water. So um, <laughs> to those of you out there who are kind of vegging out, I mean, you can only do that for so long, I'm hoping, uh, until you, you try to get back into the swing of things. How about you guys?
1: um actually what i'm trying to do right now is, is get um, <laughs> joseph back on here because he's not he says he can't see the um the link thing
0: oh he can't oh maybe i typed in his, yeah. his invite raw here yeah. tell him we're going to try again oh okay he's connecting to me the- <laughs> how's
1: it
3: going
0: what's oh, up buddy? mr morales see you guys <laughs> All right. So, you know, we kind of, before you came on, did an intro on you, but uh, we've never met. So nice to meet you. I'm John. Hey, nice to meet you, John. And then, uh, you know, Devin? Yes. Devin, wherever he is in the squares. And then Kyle is the guy that's sitting uh, with the sunset background. I don't know. That's Kyle, too. (laughs) Oh, you know Kyle. That's right. That's right. I don't know how you get your backgrounds, man.
3: I want to do that.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's all virtual backgrounds. You can just pick up. You can actually put in your own uh, JPEGs and it'll work.
0: Okay, I'm gonna figure that out. You gotta have shaved head like
2: Kado. You just that, right? Yeah. 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 Quarantine haircut.
3: Nice. I think I'm I'm next very soon.
1: (laughs) Don't you need to keep that though? You need to keep the long hair for your for your wig and stuff, right? Or are you supposed to be close cut? Doesn't matter.
3: It does. I mean, enough to like put in clips, but I, I don't think I'm gonna be doing that show anytime soon. I mean, I'm thinking like. It's gonna be a minute. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. so that we was should get everybody up to date on what show we're talking about and everything, though. I'm right? sorry. Let's get everybody up to date with what show you're sure. talking about and okay. and everything like that.
3: Sure. So um, I am currently on the national tour of Hamilton. Uh, I'm playing Hamilton, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> when this all went down. Uh, we were in Toronto, uh, and they shut us down along with uh, the rest of Broadway and all the other tours out. So, um, it's unclear about when it's gonna pick up again. Um, I've heard June, I've heard September, I've heard in a year, I've heard in two years.
1: Wow, really?
3: Yeah, I mean, just uh, theater, I think it's gonna be the last thing to come back. You know? You know, groups groups of people more than 10, and I just think with all of the, the regulations and uh, I think that's gonna be last on the list.
0: You know I actually heard something this could be speculation but um, I heard that movie theaters are going to try to come back um, sooner than we think and what they're saying is because we have the seats you know a certain way there's ways that we can separate people keep them you know so you can't fill the theater anymore they're gonna strategically pace people but they would still open to show certain things. So who knows? Maybe some of these theaters uh, would allow some shows to go on, but with limited capacity
2: or something I like suppose, that. I
3: suppose, but then does it make the show worthwhile for producers if they're not making the money to exactly. run it? Exactly.
2: Yeah. You mm-hmm. know,
3: and, and does that mean that actors are going to take pay cuts? And, you know, there's like a whole chain reaction to 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 trying to shift anything, which, I mean, I understand, like, let's get it up as soon as possible. I just, the logistics of it all seems um i mean along with everything else in this situation it seems really complicated yeah, right, yes. yeah. so but
0: when you're um doing toronto, oh, toronto. Wait, sorry go ahead john i was gonna say they're gonna everybody pay- wants to
1: talk to you joseph
0: go ahead <laughs> because it's a period it's uh, based on a period piece they're gonna pay you based on the time the time frame exactly you make 18 cents <laughs> per show exactly <laughs> 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 or whatever <laughs> Uh, At this rate,
3: it, money's not really worth much anyway. So, <laughs> this is true. You know, good point.
1: So are you, you were uh, quarantining in place in Florida. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, I'm in Florida right now. Um, I uh, I bought a house here last year. Uh, and my mom is living here, so me and her have been hanging out, which has been really great. Actually, uh, it's been really nice to just spend some time with her. So there. Yeah, because
1: you've been you've been touring now for two years. Is that right?
3: been on tour for two years, and then I was in the Chicago company for another two years. And then before that, yeah. I was on tour with If Then, so I, so I you have had one place for about five years.
2: So you never stopped then since we saw you in Vegas. I think we saw you in Vegas sometime last year,
3: right, uh,
0: yeah.
2: yeah,
3: it was, uh, was it last year? I think it was... <laughs> Try
2: to keep track.
3: <laughs> yeah, it might have been 2018. Oh, that long? Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this has been my first break for longer than a week in, in five years.
2: That's incredible. I don't know how you do it, man.
3: I don't either.
2: That's <laughs> a lot of words to remember and talk fast. It's, it's been a lot, it's been a whirlwind, you know, but like, you know, when you
3: stay busy, you kind of just, you just stay focused and, uh, the time just flies by. Yeah. I can't believe it's been five years either.
1: Wow. So and you're with the, sorry, what? i, don't, I with the I, Philip, it, but I, I
0: have a I have a vocal question after you're done. Oh, okay, go for it, go for it. I'm curious. Uh, how many days of the week are you actually doing performances when you, when you're touring?
3: So the show runs uh, eight shows a week. Um, dark on Mondays. So that's usually two, sh- depending on the city, it's usually two shows on Saturday, two shows on Sunday. Sometimes we have one show on Sunday, two shows on Wednesday. I see. But Hamilton does one less. So I only, I did seven of the eight. Okay. Uh, I have, I have an alternate who does one show a week.
0: So how do you keep kind of up How your, you used to do it? How do you keep yeah, up the for that kind of uh, run? You know, you're going years at a time, you know, seven days, seven times a day a week like how is there something i mean i know a lot of it is projection and how you how you utilize the stage and stuff like that but what is your uh, regimen is how you prepare your body for that
3: it's just it's just like like anything it's like working a muscle you know it's like when you go to the gym and you work out it's it's hard at first but you do it every day and, and then you build up a, a tolerance and um that's that's kind of what it's been like you know you just get acclimated and uh yeah I I notice it more like when I go away on vacation and come back um because you know you lose some of the stamina but most of it is it's not so much the speaking it's like the breath and the brain power is what really requires the most yeah
1: well especially for a show like Hamilton because Hamilton is so complex and there's so much going on and I think uh someone had mentioned, you know, if you tried to do a play um, of this show where it was just dialogue, it would be a show that was like six hours long or something crazy like that. Because, yeah. and, and Hamilton's not a short show. Hamilton's about two and a half hours, I think. Is that right?
3: Yeah. It's, it's close to three.
1: Close to three. Yeah. So you can almost double it because they are speaking so fast. And uh, Joseph is some of the most complicated rhymes in that whole thing. So it's, it was—it's mind-blowing to watch him on stage doing this. Because <laughs> we go, wait a second—that's the guy who sang "Bag of Beans" with us on stage at Hawaii
2: Theater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we—we knew, we knew Joseph. We knew you when you were in right out of high school, right? Yeah. Before I, I think I met you
3: guys when I was—I met Lisa when I was fourteen. Okay. And then I think I did my first Sohia show when I was maybe fifteen. Wow, you're that young when we met you. I was a sophomore in high school when I did ESO peanut
0: for, the, wow. for those of uh, for those of the listeners out there, uh, we're talking about Lisa Matsumoto, who's a pretty famous player, who was a pretty famous playwright who came out of Hawaii. So yeah, that's who yeah. they're talking about. What she
1: was uh, what she was famous for was finding these uh, these amazingly talented people and then going, you know what? I'm going to put you in a show. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing that Which ever happened. Is- <laughs> Which is how you end up with uh, Joseph in Dragonfly having this huge role <laughs> that she writes specifically for him, and then once he leaves the show, we don't do that part anymore. <laughs> it totally cut the part. And then when we did, uh, we did something called um, uh, what is it? Not happily ever after. It was uh, oh, Once Upon a yeah. Kapakahi Time? We did Once Upon a Kapakahi Time, and we thought, oh, what's Joseph gonna do? And then she wrote a song for him. <laughs> And and Joseph and we all laughed because Joseph was saying, "Wow, I just come on, I sing this song, and then I leave." That was it, literally, just one song. <laughs> <That was it. laughs> Best gig ever. It was it was one of the it was one of the coolest things about working with Lisa was she if she saw that you had this talent, she would try to figure out a way to to get you in the shows. And um, you know, Joseph was just we'd see him on stage and go, "Okay, he's going to be something." We we don't know if he's going to want to do it. But, uh, but we always knew he was going to be in for great things. But one of the other um, things that maybe, John, I don't think you know is um, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a personal close friend of his um, because he did In the Heights. Uh, and actually, he followed Lin-Manuel and was, uh, his, he were his understudy and then took over for him for In the Heights uh, in, in that show. And In the Heights was uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's first show that he wrote, which was all about uh, Washington Heights, and I was uh, it's and it's the first time I
3: saw Joseph rap (laughs) and I went you too what (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean it definitely was um something that I had never thought that I'd be doing I I I don't really know how it all panned out but I mean prior to the audition I I had never rapped before it was just something what
2: was that like
1: because I don't think I've ever asked you what was that audition like for you when you auditioned for in the heights
3: uh, In the Heights was, it was intense because um, it was a, a creative team that I'd never worked with before. So I didn't know the director, I didn't know Lynn, I didn't know anybody. So, um, yeah, they, they had numerous auditions. Um, I did the first national tour, so they had just put Broadway up. Uh, I think Broadway had been running for about a year, um, and they were putting together the national tour. And um, yeah, it was just many auditions, um, a boot camp where they would, um, they would throw us all together and we'd have to sing and dance and rap and it was over the course of a week. Um, and then more callbacks and more callbacks and then I was told I didn't get it and then I was told I was going back in again and um, it was, yeah, it was a lot. Because I started off as the understudy and I couldn't, I couldn't dance well enough to be in the ensemble. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they were like, well, he's, he would be great if we had a place for him, but we don't have a place for him and he's, he can't dance well enough for the ensemble. So when the tour comes out, maybe we'll just like change some things around. And that's what they did. So they changed some of the choreography for my track in the ensemble so that I danced wow. and I could cover the leads. So it ended up working out in my favor. But I was told prior to that that it wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, I, I fought for it
1: wow that's amazing man
0: <laughs> well, let's go back even further so how how do you even get so you're a young guy when you meet uh, devin and, and kyle but so are you just a high school kid that thought hey i want to try acting and and signed up for the local play board or or was this something that lisa saw you somewhere and brought you in how, how did that even start this bug of um getting on stage and performing in front of people
3: well, I started doing theater. Um, my dad was in the army, so we would move around a bunch. And so I figured out quickly that the easiest way to meet a lot of people was to do the shows at school. So I would join the theater program in any school that we would move that I you know that I'd move to, um, and just you know really enjoyed it. Made a lot of great friends, um, and then that. So my drama teacher in high school retired my freshman year, and so I started doing community theater. So I started, my first show was um, Sound of Music at Army Community Theater. And I I think that's where Lisa saw me. No, Lisa saw me in Big River, which was the show right after. So Lisa Mm -hmm. just went to see the show, saw it, knew some friends in the cast, and then um, asked me to audition for ESO, which was the show that was happening around that time. yeah, but I fought it. I, I didn't really know what Ohio was and had no idea what I was getting myself into and, and just kind of showed up one day and the rest is history. Um, but seriously, like the best thing that could have ever happened to me.
1: So He was lucky he was cute because all the, all the women were like, oh, he's so cute. <laughs> Let's take care of him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so as a, as a kid, Joseph, were you into hip hop and rapping and stuff or did it come naturally for you when you auditioned? Well, that's something you kind of had to hold before you went to auditions and stuff?
3: Um, it's, it started through the audition process because there were a lot of work sessions. So I'd work directly with the musical director and the director, and they kind of gave me like that, that, that boot camp education. Um, and then the rest of it was just, once I'd booked the show, it was just like rehearsing. And I mean, it, it was a process of learning even after we opened. I mean, it just never, never ended. Um, you know because to to be a, a real true like freestyler i mean that's like a lifelong practice that doesn't just come naturally so even though even though you know we we're scripted it's meant to sound as if it's not and that it's going off the top of your head right is is uh is a skill that you know you don't just learn it's kind of a way of, of life so people can see right through you if if you're faking it for sure. So it, it was just, it, it, was, it was an ongoing process, even with Hamilton. I mean, in all four years I've been doing it, I learned something new. Um, you know, every time the creative team comes through and it's just, it's, it's a process. Well, you they, saw do you feel like they're different? Through? I know he just jammed it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um,
1: uh, has it been a different experience working with them because you worked on if then you worked with us i mean i mean obviously we're not professional but uh, in the professional realm that you've been in uh, has it been a different experience working with like lynn folks as opposed to something else because of the style of the show or
3: yeah yes um yes but uh, in the heights was my first big gig so that was kind of my introduction to to, to everything so that's mm-hmm. just kind of what i learned from the start um wow. in the ways that that they work, and you know i've I've worked with them that specific creative team for you know more than half of my career, so wow, um yeah, so I mean a total of maybe like let's see, I did Heights for two years and Hamilton for four, so you know six years of my ten years was with them, yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah they're they're but you know they they kind of run things in the way that like ohia ran things you know just very like family loving open and and approachable and um it's it's been a really fun environment so i think in a lot of ways O'Hia set me up for all of that
1: cool, now, one of the other things that you're uh, that you're known for is your uh your sense of video style because <laughs> he kind of he's kind of like you john he likes to shoot uh, video and put stuff together and he kind of he, right. he started all these things with the Hamilton cast where they're like, you know, doing little vine things. And I don't even know what they're called, but it's, it's really impressive. But he's got a really good eye for that kind of stuff. Thank so, you. Um, yeah, but is, is that something that you developed too? Yeah, no, he totally is. But is that one of the things you developed as
3: well was your eye for video and all that? That all started when I was the alternate in Chicago. I would only have one show a week. And so I'd be sitting backstage the rest of the time. And so I just decided that I was going to... Uh, Figure out another hobby, so I would just—I bought a camera and filmed a lot of stuff so that I would have stuff to edit during the shows, and that's how it all kind of started with that. And then every time I go on a big trip or something, I'll take my camera and just make you know short little travel videos, and mostly just to like experiment with the equipment. And I'm just kind of a nerd that way. I like to acquire stuff and figure it out. What
0: are you shooting with right now?
3: Right now, I have a Sony A6500. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mirrorless, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Which I love. Um, I haven't been shooting recently just cause I mean, I can only shoot so much of myself and yeah. my house, but, um, yeah. Right. But right now I'm into, um, so I got an audio degree, okay. uh, maybe right before, if then, so like five years ago, I haven't oh. really done much with it, but I just set up a system here in a whole studio here in uh, Florida, so that's my new little hobby right now. Just kind of figuring
1: nice. that out. Nice, nice. Yeah. Hey, Joseph, um, can you do us a favor? Um, because John isn't sort of indoctrinated in the whole professional theater world, can you uh, kind of walk him through um, what the different pieces are? Because you you started as, a, you know, you were an alternate here, you were an understudy there, and sometimes it can be confusing. <laughs> sure.
3: So, for example, in In the Heights, I was an onstage cover, which meant I was in the ensemble every night. But then when one of the leads called out, like Usnavi, which was the Lin character, when he would call out, I would bump up from my ensemble track into his track. Uh, So that's an understudy. And then there was a swing, which I was an If Then, which is you're totally offstage and you're basically a cover for any of the ensemble. So when, the, when any of the onstage ensemble gets sick or calls out, then you are on the So you pod. need
0: to know every part?
3: Uh, it depends. Everybody knows different things, depending on like what you're right for. With okay. If Then, I knew all of the male ensemble parts.
0: Got it, got it, got it, OK. Uh,
3: but it was a small cast, so I think it was like five tracks, maybe four or five tracks. Um, and then with Hamilton, I started off as the alternate, which is different than a standby, because as an alternate, you have a guaranteed performance. So I had one show a week, every week, that I knew I was going on, and then I would also go on every time. Um, Miguel, who played Hamilton, would call out or be on vacation or, or whatever. And then a standby is kind of like a swing, but for principals. <laughs> so you're, you're off stage. you don't have a role in the show, you, you only go on when you're filling in for somebody
0: okay okay
3: yeah
0: yeah so okay so you're here in hawaii doing these plays and then you graduate from high school here Mm -hmm. and then straight out to california or new york or wherever you go to do is that so do you think like okay now that now that i'm graduated i'm gonna go or did you go to college and and continue it there or I wanted.
3: I wanted to go to college. I did. I went to college for a year. I went to Southern Oregon University in Ashland. Um, every year, my drama program would would fly to Ashland, Oregon, for the Oregon Shakespeare Festival and see all the shows there. And and uh, SOU is in Ashland, in that in that town. So my goal was to always go to SOU. Uh, I went for a year. Decided that school wasn't for me. I just kind of wanted to do it. So I uh, I moved to moved to New York, and then that just kind of led to everything else
0: well, what was your first impression of, of new york
3: i had never been there prior to moving there okay. so the
0: first time i had ever
3: set foot in new york was with two suitcases to move there um one of my college professors who's still one of my very best friends to this day uh, helped me move up there got me settled um took me to my first broadway show um but like, it was always just like a, a no brainer. Like, I just always knew I was going to do it. So I didn't really need to test it out. I just knew it's what I had to do. It was the place I had to be to, to do what I wanted to do. So I just, you know, yeah, just
0: took the risk. And then how long from the time you moved to New York to the first time you, you got your first uh, role? I mean,
3: pretty quickly. I um, I never had to get a, a little side job. I would just, but like when I first started, like my first job was, I was in a children's road show where we would okay. build our own, that's in cafeterias like Ohia. But I- but you know, knew how to do already. <laughs> US. Um, so like that was my first show. And then, I, and then I booked Aladdin at Disney, which was, which took me to LA for a minute. And I was, you know, in the Aladdin show at, at Disneyland. And so like little things here and there. Um, but I was able to to make a living, at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird, you know. Um, I, Devin and I come from similar families. We have very uh, uh, similar parents, if I can put it that way. <laughs> uh, my parents were always like, uh, you know, go to school, become an engineer, yeah. get a stable job, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I I appreciate them for it. But one of those things that that I didn't, my eyes weren't open to this, but you know, when I, when I started getting into music, it was one of these things where it's like, okay, you start a band and then you play around town. And I didn't really have any bigger aspiration because I, my brain wasn't open to what, what else is out there, you know? And it's only when I started traveling around, I remember going to Cir- a Cirque the Soleil show in, in Las Vegas and all those shows have a live band playing. Uh, so you know, there's a bunch of musicians that every night what they do is they go and they play kind of crazy fun music in a little booth on the side of a stage for these performers out. I thought, man, that's an awesome, that'd be an awesome job, you know, like to do, I'm sure they're probably sick of playing the same songs every night, but, but you, you don't think that there's those opportunities out there. And so when I, Think about my kids and what I tell them is like, you know, if you are passionate about something, just get out there and, and do it and hang around people who do it because that's how you learn about these opportunities and, and how to get to like how do you get from here to on stage at on a Broadway show or whatever. I mean, there's no um I mean there are degrees to do it, but the easiest way is to find people yeah. who do it, hang out, be a nice person. You don't expect anything from them and then just do it and it kind of seems like that that was your your path you know you're exactly
3: right i mean all the things that you're saying are there there is no there is no right or sure way there are definitely wrong ways to do it but in terms of you know the right ways it's mostly just aligning yourself in situations so that when the opportunity arises you're prepared um And that's kind of all it is. And being a a nice person. I mean, that's probably number one because people really only want to work with people they enjoy. You'll, you'll get one chance by luck. And then anything after that is by reputation. So, um, yeah, I mean that really, it's about surrounding yourself with people who are going to force you to grow and, uh, being a nice person and just being ready to, to, uh, to kill it when the opportunity arises.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 really exp- exponentialize. I don't know if that's a word, but your your opportunities when you're easy to work with. Because we we all hear the stories about the divas and stuff like that. But okay, if you're Beyonce, uh, I'm not saying she's a diva, but I mean, if you if you have that kind of talent, yeah, you can get pretty far on it. But if you lose an opportunity here or there, you know. The chances of you picking up versus if you're a um, Tom Hanks, you know, Tom Hanks seems like a really nice guy, and so you can have a few uh, swings and misses, and people will always still want to work with him, because yeah, you work with.:
3: Yeah, there, you know, it's it, talent is about fifty percent of it, and then the rest is your hustle and how you work with others. I mean, truly. Um, cause there are a lot of talented people, some of the most talented people that I know don't work either because uh, they, they don't want it enough or they don't focus in the right ways or they have a day job and can't give the time that they need to, you know, it's like you, you just, you, you've, you've got to, you've got to commit to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the other portion is is the work ethic and the fact that you can memorize all, <laughs> all those lines, uh, Man I remember
3: here's a story I memorized all of Hamilton before I even booked the job just huh? on a, just because I knew that if I did book it it was going to stress me out so while I was while I was if then in if then as a swing I was never on stage I decided to just use that time to memorize everything just in case because I didn't want to stress out about having to learn the lyrics because you know once you book a show you know you start rehearsals you know like the next month. But I knew I had a few months before rehearsal started. Hadn't heard if I booked it or not. I just decided to learn it. I don't know why I did it, but it ended up working That's out. That's
2: awesome. That's nice. a smart move, man. You know, <laughs> I, I have a question um, actually for all three of you, since you guys are in the entertainment industry currently and being pushed in front of crowds and having to entertain and perform. Um, I don't do that anymore. Uh, I never considered myself doing it professionally either. I'm not thespian by no means, but <laughs> I have Such this I have a reoccurring stressful nightmare. And I was wondering if you guys have the same thing. Um, before doing plays and stuff like that, I would have nightmares about missing class in school. Cause in and actually waking up and going, Oh my god, I've been missing a period this in you know, a class this whole time and now I'm not gonna graduate. And I wake up in a cold sweat and I'm kind of like, you know, anxious and stressed out, right? And then after doing these plays when I was younger. Um, in my dreams, I wake up being pushed onto stage and not knowing what I'm supposed to do or remembering lines or wondering why I'm here or forgetting my costume that I'm supposed to wear and just being going, I get this um, behind stage curtain thing going, you got to go, 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 go on. It pushed me into the stage and the lights go on and people are just staring at me. I'm like, uh, and then I wake up. And it's a reoccurring thing. And it's haunted me ever since my last play that I've done Eight years ago, well, how long ago was it? I don't even know. But do you guys still have that? Or is it because you're currently in this situation, you don't have that reoccurring nightmare that I have? Oh no, I, I,
3: I have them. I don't always remember my dreams but I remember the feeling when I wake up. I, I definitely have a dream where I can't get ready in time. Like I can't find my costume or I, like, it, I have the wrong costume or something with my costume and I'm missing my cue. And that to me is like the most terrifying. If you've ever done it in real life, there's like no scarier feeling. It's like waking up and seeing that you've missed your alarm on your, on your phone and, you know, you've slept through whatever you need to be at. Like it's the worst feeling in the world. I and mean, that's, that's the stress, stress stream that I have.
2: So you had it because you experienced it or do you, you, you just had it? Well, it's never that... happened. I guess
3: it's just like some like fear deep down inside of me.
2: <laughs> so I am normal then.
3: You are totally normal. Well. <laughs> uh,
2: in that Drew's gonna, I
3: don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. John, did you have a moment like that? Do you have a dream like that?
0: No. Uh, I was gonna say for one, I I'm a pretty heavy sleeper, which I feel very fortunate. So I rarely dream just in general. And usually if it is, it's some kind of weird, bizarre, like I, I don't know. The other thing is is being a performer as a musician is a little different because see, like uh, Joseph really has to be true to the script and he has a he has beats he has to hit. If I don't hit my beats, i I can completely improvise what I'm doing. so um, it's a it's a different. I get more ner- to be honest, I'm more nervous about this podcast because <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna say something stupid and it's gonna go on video and then people are gonna see it online and stuff then I do. On the music side because the music is just uh it's almost like yeah you know, it's 20 years later playing the same song it, it, it
2: doesn't doesn't
0: i know process.
1: how already yeah
2: <laughs> i'm more nervous that that you know you have the luxury of editing this podcast john i'm more nervous that you will just leave stuff in stupid that i said <laughs> i gotta do it <laughs> you know, for
0: the most part i just look at myself and if i say anything dumb but if kyle says dumb, that's good for the show <laughs>
1: yeah we gotta leave that
0: in you gotta leave that in
1: yeah, yeah. um I had that dream, but then I also had that happen in real life Uh, when we did uh, on Dragonfly Wings at the Hawaii Theater, Um, because I got called one, and uh, you guys both know, uh, Joseph and uh, Kyle know Eddie, and um, I had to replace Eddie in the show, Uh, and I had about 24 hours to do it. And you remember the dad part, right, that I played? So Lisa called me and said, Devin. You've done this part before, so can you come and do the part? And I went, what? She goes, yeah. I go, w- w- the show starts tomorrow. She goes, yeah, I know. And I said, okay. So I literally, I got to go to one rehearsal, and I didn't even do the show. I just watched, because at that one, it was way more complex. So there was a, there was a thing coming out of the ground for the parade, and all kind of stuff was happening. The set was different. And, and then it was basically, and then I had more kids. I had before you weren't there Joseph like your character wasn't there so I was like what's happening and then we had to do the show and I put on the costume and they pushed me out there and then they had to drag me around the stage because I had no idea where I was supposed to go I kind of knew the dialogue but not really (laughs) and it was just (laughs) that was the most terrified I've ever been on stage in, in real life yeah, just because I I literally did not know where I needed to go, and so I had uh, um, Ali Chu, who's now you know twenty something years old, but she's playing one of my kids, and they left her in charge of me, so she would drag me off the stage when it was time to leave, and she would drag me on the stage when it was time
3: to come on. I was like, holy crap! That's a testament to how much you loved Lisa, because yes. you wouldn't do that for many people, but for no, Lisa, I would not. Would not I would 12. not do that for anyone else
1: (laughs) but there's a lot of things we did for lisa that we would never do for anybody else so yeah (laughs) it was it was totally worth it yeah yeah but i i had to do that to make up for my screw-up like a long time ago so uh, that evened out the balance
2: cool yeah i'd like to know your guys real on-stage nightmares that you guys experienced i mean Devin shared his but john joseph did you guys experience any real on-stage nightmare doing a performance
0: yeah many times (laughs) I'll <laughs> uh, let your well, go first. My, mine aren't that bad, I guess. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe he has worse than me, but
3: I mean telling it telling it now, like after the fact, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but when you're on stage in silence, in the only spotlight on top of a table, when oh, all the is facing you and you have <laughs> nothing to say. <laughs> like a whole I mean it must have been it was during nonstop and one of like the one of the the longer rap uh, sections, and I I don't know what it was I don't I, and I knew like two seconds before you know when you're about to go into the white room where you're like like you get all <laughs> clammy and like for whatever reason you said the you said the lyrics a thousand times before but the minute you start thinking about it it just like floats away and I just knew it was gonna happen I just had nothing oh and nothing. no nobody there to save me and everybody was just facing me and i could see them like laughing and their shoulders just (laughs) shaking and i'm just like in a spotlight by myself i mean it was at least a minute which is a long time it is a long time because with hamilton it's not like you can just make something up you you know you you have to the moving trains you gotta it's like you're playing it looks like you're you're jump roping and you gotta wait for like the rope to, or the pocket, you know, to jump back yeah. in. And, and I attempted to come in, but then I came in at the wrong parts. Then I had to like pull out again. And oh, it was, it was,
0: man. it was awful. I didn't get was over it. Was it, it on or what? Were you doing it for a while and you just had a one night off night? Or... I
3: didn't it for two years. This is recent. Oh, wow. This is like yeah. two months ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's like no rhyme or reason. And like everybody does it. It's like, yeah. it like, if I have a perfect show, I'm more nervous because I know that the screw up is coming (laughs) are just there's, it's like, when's it going to happen? There's just too many words. There are too many things that are happening that like, you're just, you're, you're, you're gonna miss it. And that's kind of the biggest lesson from Hamilton for me is that like perfection just does not exist. So you just do your best and you learn how to, you know, recover and move on and not think about it. And uh, yeah, but that, it's mostly just like line flubs every now and then the, the turntable would go the wrong way. Oh, wow. but it would be like the whole cast in on it instead of just me. So it felt more fun. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that, it's mostly just like line flubs. Oh
0: man. Yeah. Mine um, was, uh, I have a, a more of a funny one, but it's, uh, so, you know, we do, we used to do the song called Mr. Sancho Lee. Mm-hmm. tease the different uh, racial groups you know in Hawaii and stuff. and I don't know why, but one night I was uh, I was getting them all mixed up, you know so I would say like uh, Mr. Conrad Jones and then I'd say like and he's just a you know Japanese man, but he's the Howley guy and then the whole audience would laugh and I thought they were laughing because of the song it's supposed to be funny. so I was just laughing along like everyone's laughing at me. I didn't have no idea and about three into it well Paca tells me it's like you're getting it you're mixing it all up and i'm like really and i and my brain was just a pride at that day i don't know what was going on but That's yeah it, it happens to everybody so yeah, yeah. i think the guys that, that do it all the time you know if you're if you're just starting those kind of those kind of situations feel like um like uh disasters you know but as you get more into the business and do it over and over again it makes it kind of To me, it makes it interesting because people can talk about it. Um, I remember one time we did a show out in San Diego and the um, transistor blew out and the whole block was out of power. And, uh, you know, it was a very small venue. It was just at a restaurant. And I remember Herb going, oh, man, this is going to screw up the whole show. And I said, no, this is going to be the best show because everyone's going to remember it. And sure enough, like everyone had to be completely quiet because we played acoustically. They had candles on all the tables. And we played, we played as loud as we could, but it was, it was kind of an intimate, real show, you know? So you just take those kind of things and you just roll with it.
3: That's, that's live theater. That's why people no. go to live theater, you know? It's exactly. for that, for that exactly. one moment that's never going to be the same. And it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of a gift if you catch something that goes wrong. Because, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's live. And that's what's exciting. If, if you didn't want that aspect of it, you'd go see a movie, you know? Right. That's
1: true. My, uh, I, had I had
3: another moment with, I
1: had one with Clint too, when we were doing uh, Not A Time and uh, the the stage emptied and it was just me and Clint on stage. <laughs> and I completely forgot where we were going next with the show. And I'm the narrator, right? So I'm supposed to say, and then Princess Lokilani or whatever happened. And I just completely blanked. And I'm looking at the audience and I'm like, wow, <laughs> a lot of stuff happened in this show. <laughs> And I look at Clint, and Clint's looking at me, and I go, hey, junior boy, so what happens about now? <laughs> Clint's looking at me, and I can see his brain, like, I'm going to kill you. Oh. Once we're done with this, I'm going to kill you. And he goes, um, I think the princes, yeah? They come back, like Prince no And I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs>
2: yeah. works so bad. I, I remember so bad. I remember one when we all, I think, were in, the three of us. Mm. Devin and Joseph. Maybe you might not have been in it. It was probably at Diamond um, Diamond Theater. No, it was at Diamond Theater or Hawaii Theater. Sold out show, curtain call. And we're posing after our song and waiting for the curtains. We're like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> all <laughs> like this. And there's a line that we're supposed to stay behind so the curtain can f- drop. And they won't drop the curtain until you're behind that line. But the whole cast was in front like this. <laughs> and then finally, like you can hear from the side, like, get behind the line, get behind the curtain, get behind the curtain. But nobody could hear. And I was stage um left, first person in that whole, you know, in that whole cast. And I just sorry, said, I remember that. "Well, fuck this! I'm walking off stage right now." <laughs> so I just said. And I just walked off stage, and then everybody just followed me. <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing, because we were, like, silent and still for, like, at least, what, 15, 30 seconds?
1: Yeah, was it was a long was time.
2: You- <laughs> were you- I Do think you remember he was. that
1: one? I think he was, that was, that was I it was. Because that was Kapakahi, yeah?
2: I forget. That's the only <laughs> one I remember. Like, just- Kapakahi was
1: at Hawaii Theater, so. Yeah, because that was at Hawaii Theater. Because there was a lot of us, and we're all on stage, and we're all just stepping forward and just smiling. And then everybody through client's seat is going, How do you get out of here? Where do you go? How come they know we're going to have it? And so people you could hear people on the side going, The curtain, the curtain, you the <laughs> <another> curtain. <laughs> <laughs> ah there's, there's many, there's many stories like that. They um and even uh with Lisa, there, there are stories of her um being really violently ill. And I remember uh, right, Kyle, for you guys, they because they built the stage that went around. So she was feeling okay. really sick. So she would go into the, go into the um, castle. While the castle is turning, she would throw up in a bucket. And she would come out <laughs> the other side and do the scene. And she'd come back into the thing, throw up in the bucket, come out from the other side for the
2: scene. It was so gross. A couple other people I remember wait, were wait, sick wait. with that and that bucket was used. What?
0: Because of what, what kind of sick? She
2: might have had, had like, food poisoning or something. She had food, Yeah, she had uh, food poisoning. Uh, but that so, happened but, multiple times in the cast where somebody was sick yeah. and there was that b- vomit bucket on the side. Uh, and you know what? Everybody's just holding it in and they get off the side, they just barf and they're right back into the scene. It was amazing wow. to watch that performances go down like yeah. that. But there's one infamous performance with Thomas and Lisa. Oh, the yeah. Huggie-Muggie, the Huggy Muggy Fairy. And <laughs> Is Wig that the Luggy? Lug- the yeah. Luggy performance. <laughs> <laughs> that one would go down in history as like the grossest Funniest. Were you there ever. for that?
3: Did you guys see that?
2: <laughs> we were on <laughs> a side stage watching it. <laughs> yeah. So, Diamond in Theater, where we performed, I don't know what show that was, Devin. It must have been Happily or something like that. That was Happily. The Hagi and Fairy, which is played by Thomas Villegas and The Wicked Queen by Lisa. They're arguing back and forth during a song, and Thomas accidentally spits out a moogie and it flies right into Lisa's mouth. <laughs>
1: She said it actually it flew up into the air, landed on her lip, and she couldn't think of what to do. So she just went, and she sucked it in. And then she was like, oh my God, oh my God. And Thomas is laughing, and Lisa's grossed out, and they're
2: trying to get through the scene so they can leave. She swallowed oh, it, Then her line, singing, and they both went oh. off stage on the opposite side. And you could see them just <laughs> fall down and just completely <laughs> laughing for the whole rest of the night.
3: So bad. <laughs>
2: That's so bad.
3: Those shows were so fun.
1: (laughs) But I'm sure that stuff. I I mean, that stuff must happen for you guys on the regular. So it's just you know. Yeah,
0: Hamilton must have a golden bucket backstage or something like that. (laughs) Special. No, we have (laughs) (laughs) underpants. If you're sick, you just don't come. You just don't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Joseph, I meant to ask you. You know, with with Hamilton. Uh, because you guys have this, have the standbys and stuff. Has there ever been a case where somebody's doing the show and then, like halfway through, you gotta replace them?
3: Yeah. When I was an alternate. Really? Yeah. When I was an alternate, Miguel did the opening number, and then mm-hmm. I was on right after. He was what? feeling really ill and uh, couldn't do the rest of the show, and I got ready maybe in like three minutes and was on. Yeah, wow. it happens quite a bit actually. There, there are there really? are a lot of mid show replacements, yeah. Just for whatever reason, it, usually it's like a stomach thing. Like if somebody just gets you know sick mid mm. mid show, um, you just you just make it happen, and then they'll make an hmm. announcement during intermission.
1: Okay. And now you have so many different songs that you have to do. They're all really difficult. Is there one? Is is, is uh, nonstop the the most difficult one?
3: It depends on the day. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all hard. It just depends on like where where I'm at, like in my like headspace, I guess. You know, sometimes my shot is hard because I, I'm, you know, I'm feeling tired and that song, you know, requires energy. And sometimes Quiet Uptown is hard because, you know, it's emotion. the emotion and, you know, it's just, and it's harder to access. It, it, it really just, it fluctuates. It depends on the day. I think like rhyme wise, the hardest one to learn Yeah, it was probably was probably nonstop.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, usually oh, like all the stuff that like sounds the same but has different lyrics is the hardest.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of
3: repeating themes. Yeah. Like there, like I say, like I imagine death maybe like three times in the show, but they they start off that way, but then they turn into different raps. Oh,
0: and so yeah, yeah.
1: You know,
3: if you start saying the wrong one, you know, then you got to like find yourself find your way back and there are a lot oh, of things. man. Yeah. Wow. Hey, um, when we saw you in
1: Chicago, um, I was really impressed by Dijin. Uh, is he still performing this? Has he come back to Hamilton at all? Do people do that?
3: Oh, he's on the, that new show Debs. Is it called Debs? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Debs. I actually yeah. was just facetiming with him right before I talked to you guys. Oh, no kidding. Um, he's, he's not with Hamilton anymore, but he's very much yeah. still you know, doing his thing. He, he left stuff. us to do uh, Madame Butterfly on Broadway. Right. Yeah. And then, um, and then just finished filming Debs. I, I, the first season. I don't know if they've been picked. I don't know what's happening now, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And then um, how did you, uh, how did you get your agent for uh, all your New York stuff?
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been through a few of them now. Uh, how did I get my first one? I think it's just through like referrals. Um, Yeah. I mean, normally somebody will get an agent. It's kind of a catch 22, right? You need an agent to get work, but then an agent also needs to see you in something. So,
1: Hmm.
3: you know, yeah. so how did that work out? How did that work for you? um, Open calls, you go to open calls, pray that you're going to get something and then you get something and then you invite agents or somebody else's agent comes to see it. And then they, you know, we'll give you a call or there, there are a ton of different ways, but I I think, I mean, it was years ago, but I think my first agent was just from like doing some random show that somebody saw me in. And and then it just happened from there. There's, yeah.
0: I've been trying to figure out a way how to ask this question without being too, too personal, but um, your schedule, how does that affect your personal life? Like, I mean, because if you're on stage every night, nonstop, you know, do you have a lot of time to socialize with, uh, other people? What, like, how um, does it affect your life? Like, you don't, you don't work a nine to five, you know?
3: Yeah. Hamilton, Hamilton has been very time consuming. Um, tour is a whole thing on top of that, you know, that takes you out of your home and away from your friends and family, and you're on the road by yourself. And, um, luckily, you know, our, our cast, gets along really well so you know we hang out a lot or you know on on days off but like during during the week um yeah it's it's all about just like conserving and saving my energy for the evening so really it's like you know eating and working out and doing the show
0: that's life right for you
3: yeah yeah it takes a lot of discipline which is probably the hardest part of the job um, especially when you you've been doing it for you know four years,
0: yeah. You know? yeah but uh that's that's the guys who who have the longevity, right it's the ones who can stay focused and not
3: it's the only way yeah
0: it up after the shows, you know
3: yeah, yeah, totally, or at least you know when you're younger, you can do that, but not not anymore, <laughs> <laughs> those days are
1: over. Yeah. <laughs> you're, dude you're not even that old what are you know, talking about not-
0: man i i'm i'm getting up there well i don't know you're yeah you're, <laughs> i was gonna talk to dev and kyle about this uh new supplement that they're saying is uh helps your cells and helps you age slower and stuff like that you're, you guys heard of true nigen true Trudin- no. no anyway that's well, for another podcast but
1: i'll try it man Dude, it's too late for me, so I'm, I'm done,
0: man. If you start if looking for the fountain of youth, that's when you know you, you passed that point. Why don't yeah. you do your uh, three album question?
1: Oh, yeah. So, uh, Joseph, we always ask everybody who comes on, um, if you have uh, your Desert Islandists, if you have three albums that you want to take with you on the Desert Island, and they can't be greatest hits albums, they have to be, um, you know, uh, soundtracks are fine, but uh, like if there's an artist that you particularly like an album. But we're looking for three.
2: For, for Joseph, it won't be albums. It'll be C, uh, not even CDs. Oh, yeah, yeah. C- sorry, be, CDs. Uh, yeah. MP3 files, I guess, for <laughs> Joseph. Spotify playlists. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, man. What have I been listening to recently? Um, oh, man. Andrew Bird. Um I don't even know. I, I I don't even know what albums I've been listening to because I just do like artist playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Bird, I do all the time. Um, probably Joshua Radin. Okay. Um, and who's who's? Oh, guilty pleasure, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I know, you know it's one of those like childhood things I can't get over.
0: You know. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Sweetheart. Yeah. There, there's a, um, a group that, so uh, we, do, we do some video production here in Honolulu, but one of, we have a consultant that we use for some of our bigger shows. And this guy does all of the convention stuff. So like a lot of people don't know, but um, big corporations, you know, they'll have their convention down here and they'll have big, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before with Dev. Mm-hmm. And I asked the guy, cause he sees all these national bands, you know, in these private performances. He's like, what was your favorite who impressed you the most? And he said, Kelly Clarkson. He said, she is amazing live and she was great. So. I've I, seen her so many know, times. Is that
1: really?
3: Hit? Yeah. Because yeah. 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 She, she just like sits there and she sings and she's so like honest and real and sings the hell out of whatever she's doing. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I just have a little crush on her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think the feeling would be mutual. She's <laughs> never, never met you. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to see her, uh, for my birthday in
3: April in Vegas. Oh was no. Two weeks ago, so
0: what can you do? Oh, oh bummer, man. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. By
2: know. the way, that Vegas trip when we saw you perform was an awesome trip, man. I, I've never been so impressed and, um, proud of, a, of somebody I know. Make it, make it to where you've been and how you did it and everything. And I was sitting with my wife and Devin guys and all, I was like, I can't believe that's that kid that was in the plays with us singing this bag of beans song. And now he's <laughs> traveling the world, you know, traveling the world and doing this play and he's the lead and all that. We were so proud of you that night and we were so impressed Thank that you. I know me and Devin had to show you off and we were like gambling at the table at the Cal stuff so like that. We <laughs> were playing card poker at the cow and then the dealer talking star with us and then um you go oh so what you guys did last night we go oh oh, oh what you guys did this evening we go, oh we saw hamilton and she goes oh yeah was it good i go yeah this guy right here is hamilton right here she next her. <laughs> we, we showed him off across the whole california hotel oh, at the yeah, totally,
3: totally. yeah
1: we, we had no shame you, that
2: man. night it was great, that's my great
3: she, was she will great find job. an entry in every conversation to bring it up <laughs> mom it doesn't matter what it is it has nothing yeah. to do with anything <laughs> i appreciate how many it. times
1: how many times has she seen you now
3: oh man at least 10 nice yeah yeah so
1: chicago and then also on the tour
3: yeah she came to a lot of the cities on tour multiple times um
1: has there been a has there been a city that's been uh the best for you the one where you go wow the reaction from this crowd is amazing
3: hmm i think one of our Best cities, crowd-wise, was probably Indianapolis, which you wouldn't expect, but they're pretty good. Yeah. And um, a lot of like culture, and they have a lot of theater, so they're good patrons, and uh, smart, and vocal, which we really like. Uh, yeah, but probably Indianapolis. And not just with Hamilton, multiple shows that I've been in that have toured through Indianapolis, the audiences are always really, really great. Interesting. Yeah. I hope Ooh. we get to Hawaii someday.
2: Oh, man, please. You better do it, man. If you come back to Hawaii, you sell it every show. I hope so.
3: Depending on when it it may have to be like the king or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: Joseph, one other thing. You know, um, is is Lin-Manuel the way he is? Is he like that in real life? Because he's so genuine and he's so nice. And you just can't believe that someone like that walks around in person.
3: And he's is ex- and is like that all the time. He is exactly who he is. There's like there's no there's no filter when he's in front of a camera or he's genuine and um, gracious and generous and all those things. Funny. He's he's a big nerd. He loves what he loves and doesn't apologize for it. And um, yeah, it's contagious. He he really is uh, a really really great guy.
1: That's cool. Um, do, should we ask him about the the COVID thing and how he's handling?
0: Yeah, well, I'd be curious to see what uh, what he's doing to to um, pass the time right now. Like, is there is there anything he's working on, or is it just? Yeah, like, I mean,
3: today I set up a whole studio here. You can't see much of it because oh. facing this way, but yeah, I've got my whole recording gear and um, been working on that. Been working on like the yard. I bought this house in May, but I've been on tour, so I'm finally able to like be here and kind of get things together and work on you know projects that i've been wanting to do and um yeah mostly keeping myself busy with just things like just being a human being for a minute instead of so
0: But florida they're we talked about the beaches being open but are they are they posing to the lax the some of the restrictions anytime soon either because ahoy is at least locked down till may end of may so
3: yeah i mean i think florida is one of the states that's trying to open up early uh which i think is a mistake but that's a whole other conversation um they've opened some of the beaches but not for recreation just for exercise and there's you're still required to be you know six feet away from everyone and there's no like barbecuing or parties on the beach um but i think it's i saw some of those pictures it didn't look like those people were staying six feet apart (laughs) I know. I mean, you can't you can't trust that people are going to do the smart thing. So, well,
0: and, and Florida, I think, um, even I'm guilty of this. But Florida, when people just think of Florida, probably like how they think of Hawaii. But people think of Florida, they think of Miami, the beach, and the city, and all that stuff. But Florida is a huge space, and there's swampland out there, and there's there's a whole contingent of different different types of people and you know so it's it's not just miami you know florida is a big yeah uh populated state so yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably tough to to blanket rules for the whole area you know
3: yeah yeah it's i mean it's listen the, the situation is complicated and you know it's understandable that they'd want to open up you know the economy as soon as possible but I'd rather just get this over with now instead of having to redo it all again in you know a couple months or a year. Or, but you know, we shall see. Time will tell.
0: Yeah, that would be you- watch all of these a year from now.
3: Right, I know. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll just be you know no big deal. I mean, but it's we're past that. It's a huge deal. There's no, I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't even
3: begun to see the the effects of it. I don't think. Where are you in Florida right now? I'm in St. Petersburg, Tampa
2: Bay. Is that about a beach? I have no idea where that is.
3: Yes. It's like on the West Coast. So your backyard is
2: the beach? Your front yard is the Um,
3: beach? I'm not on the beach. I'm like two blocks from the water. Nice. Wow. Uh, But I'm like 20 minutes in every direction to a beach.
1: What made you decide to buy a house in Florida?
3: Uh, My family, my sister and her family live in Tampa. Um, And I wanted somewhere warm year round. Um, Yeah. And it just happened to be one of the cities that we were uh, on tour. And I started looking at places and found this specific place in St. Petersburg, which I had never considered and loved it. And my mom was here and she loved it and just decided to do it i would have never guessed florida but it's 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 pretty amazing actually
2: cool okay and
1: i i have to ask you i have to ask you about the the
3: art now because
1: I, I don't remember seeing that your your stuff.
3: yeah it's a work in progress i have a few sessions left i started um started uh doing it in chicago uh-huh. um, with an artist his name is david allen um and on tour i'd fly back every you know three or four months and get more work done oh really yeah
1: so the idea is what is it going to be a sleeve that goes yeah, shoulder it's a or the whole, whole sleeve it's
3: pretty much all on there it just needs to be filled in
2: what oh is God. it i can't see
3: it's just a bunch of floral
2: oh that's cool oh no oh, that's nice
3: Wow. Yeah, he um, he's his like his thing is um helping women with scar tissue with who've had mastectomies. Uh-huh. Um, yes, yeah, so he's he's got a super cool story and has been he's been doing that for a while and I convinced him to. He doesn't really do regular tattoos anymore, but I convinced him to do
0: mine.
1: <laughs> so,
2: yeah,
1: but you be tattooing Hamilton,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> part of history. Yeah, exactly. Awesome.
2: Well, Joseph, hey, can I ask um, what you're doing with your recording? Are you doing um podcasts or show tunes or, no, um, or what are you doing? I'm
3: trying to get into a little bit of production, but there's, you know, there's a learning curve. So right now I'm just kind of learning. I haven't really recorded much yet. I'm just kind of working with the software and,
0: well, um, What software are you using? Um,
3: I've, I'm switching between Ableton and Logic.
0: Okay. Um, Right I'm now, Ableton. yeah,
3: okay. logic now it seems to be more intuitive and better for like songwriting and getting things down quickly
0: right
3: right um but yeah right now i'm just kind of teaching myself
1: yeah john's the nerd for all that stuff so you're gonna have to ask I'm not, him i'm
0: i'm old i'm old so all of my knowledge <laughs> is, is uh antiquated already <laughs> <laughs> when, people, when they talk about logic i'm like I've heard of it, but it, You're still analog, which is the way to go anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so I yeah, I haven't kept up. It's one of these things, man. If you if you take like even three years off, you you don't know what the hell's going on anymore. I mean the, everything changes so quickly. I mean, even yeah. with Zoom, you know, a year ago we wouldn't be able to do this, but now here we are with Zoom, you know? So yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah I got my audio Degree three years ago and I don't remember anything, which is why I'm having to <laughs> I got the time,
0: so might as well. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plug and play. That's how you gotta do it. Exactly.
2: So you, are you cool. recording instruments too, Joseph, or are you just recording vocals?
3: Um I do like um like MIDI. So in theory instruments, but it's all just it's just MIDI. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but nice. I don't play like other than the piano. A little bit of piano. You know,
0: That's yeah. all you need nowadays.
3: Yeah, I mean you can get by for sure. At least to like do a, a demo or something. Then you just pass it on to the pros.
2: <laughs> is that your next goal in life? Is to um, be um music and band and
3: who knows? I mean I think I think um I'd be wise to figure out a profession that I could do on my own, isolated. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be on a stage anytime soon, surrounded by you know, people. I don't know. We'll just see how long this goes. Who who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well at least you've got patience for it. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm enjoying the break, to be honest. I just wish that everyone would stay healthy and you know, that's
1: Mm. yeah. Well, we just wish you could take more of that some of that break and come on home because we miss we miss seeing you around. I wish I could. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, don't come now, though, because there's no Zippy. There's no uh, L&L. There's no, yeah. uh, you know. What do you mean? Yeah, there is. You got to you gotta take it out. It's not the same. not the same. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I was telling Devin, let's after this is done, let's just all head to the Cal in Vegas and just meet up there.
3: I am so ready for a Vegas trip. Right? I'm not kidding. I'll be there. You let me know.
2: Ooh. Let's do it. That means that means
3: Steph and Noel will
1: show up too, so we'll be safe. Yeah, everybody
2: can show up, you know. We just <laughs> we just tell everybody, this is when everybody's going to be there. Just make your reservations and come down, you yep. know. Very cool. Okay.
0: Well, Joseph, um, thank you so much for agreeing to come on and, and do this. Yeah, cool. yeah Devin and uh, Kyle just speak the world of you. So, uh, yeah. It's good to see yeah. you guys. I mean, this, well,
1: it's easy. It's easy to do. <laughs>
0: So hopefully we can hear from you again, and um, yeah, we we all are hoping that you can get on stage as soon as possible. Because yeah, it's kind of a bummer everybody. Yeah, in the house. But, yeah. Well, thank you. You
1: gotta, for you having- gotta keep working on that muscle. No, man, it's uh, I'm I'm just I'm just happy that uh, we were able to get you on here because I was like, oh, Joseph would be awesome. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> so we can show that we're cultured people. Right. That's right. right. So. Yeah. Right.
0: Devin is anything theater here i feel like Devin knows what's going on
1: no uh, not really i mean i, I know some stuff, but
0: trying to keep everything. Your finger on the pulse of what's happening, you know good, yeah,
1: well, yeah, I kind of don't that's have fine. a choice, but hmm? mm-hmm.
0: okay well we'll keep us keep us informed of what's going on and and we'll kind of try to post. Post what you're doing as well, so we can get the word out, so people can maybe find you. And we'll be looking for, forward to that uh, first demo record when it comes out. Yeah,
3: I'll send you'll 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 air it for me, right, Devin? Oh, of course, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bring the crap out of that <laughs> we'll thing. Take care, Thank man. you, guys. Hey, okay, okay. buddy. Good to see, see you. Later. Yeah. See Take you. Care. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's see. Um Oh, this knee cop. Oh, Devin left? Yeah. Alright. I'm gonna end this, I'm gonna stop the recording.